Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Okay. Good morning. And happy Wednesday. It's the 13th of May, and I'm sitting here with Jill Lehman over Zoom, and we are reading our daily scripture passage. So um, I don't I have no idea what I'm going to be doing on the 13th. Um, I mean, we're recording this just a week in advance, and I don't even know what my calendar looks like next week. Do you ever have like that during these last few weeks? It's like, Everything is just off my calendar. I have no idea what's going to be happening. So who knows? We'll see what comes. Um, but I do know that today I'm going to be reflecting on 1 Peter 13. So it's kind of, sorry, 1 Peter 3, 13 through 22. I think it's kind of cool to have um, a little bit of an anchor in the week to know that uh, even though I don't know what's going to be happening through a very uncertain time, I do know that the word of God is going to be here for me and that God shows up faithfully every single day. And uh, that gives me like a little bit of an anchor uh, throughout the week. So um, thanks for engaging this, those of you who are listening. And um, as you are reflecting on these passages on your own, uh, please send me an email with any of your reflections. I would love to be able to include that in our podcast. So with that, let's read First Peter. Um, Jill, would you mind reading First Peter 3, 13 through 22? Sure. Who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. But in, their, in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness, respect keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against you or against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. For it is better if it is God's will to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. For Christ also suffered once for sins and the righteous for the unrighteous to bring you to God. He was put to death in body, but made alive in spirit. After being made alive, he went and made a proclamation to the imprisoned spirits, to those who were disobedient long ago when God waited patiently in the days of Noah while the ark was being built. In it, only a few people, eight in all, were saved through the water. And this water symbolizes baptism that now saves that now saves you also. Not the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a clear conscience towards God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at God's right hand with angels, authorities, and powers in submission to him. I am loving First Peter right now. It's been on our Bible reading plan for several weeks now. And First Peter is my current favorite book of the Bible now because <laughs> I love it so much. 
It um, is good. <laughs> yeah. So, Jill, as as we kind of read that, what um what do you want to talk about this passage? What's what's getting your attention? Um, just that we we should not be frightened. We should have no fear. Hmm. As long as we're righteous, or try to be, because <laughs> we're not, but try to be, that we we don't have to fear. You know what people think of us or their slander. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the do not fear what they fear. Do not be intimidated. Um, yeah. But in your heart, sanctify Christ as Lord. Um. And that piece about righteousness—it's Christ's righteousness that we inherit, right? It's not our own righteousness. So yes. um, there's really nothing to fear because Jesus covers us and makes us righteous. What a what a amazing thing to realize about ourselves. And if that's the case, we don't have to worry about how other people perceive us, um, or we don't have to have any fear or shame or guilt. Um, it frees us. From all that yeah is there anything in this passage that um kind of like bothers you or um questions that you have about it things that um, don't settle right with you mm. i'm not sure <laughs> yeah think about it i that's something that i've been trying to ask myself about scripture passages is um to pay attention to the things that um trouble me or bother me, you know, um, and that helps me uh, get into the passage um, a little bit. Sometimes if a passage seems familiar, usually it's because I'm, I'm used to looking at like kind of the, the things I already know, but if there's an area where I'm, I'm not sure or I'm unclear about something or something bothers me, it's a great doorway into a conversation with God about the scriptures. So anyway, that's just a question I've been learning to ask. Um, for me, uh, the um, the flood imagery I, that was a little bit confusing at first uh, when I read it. I, so I guess that's why I bring that up as a question I have. Like, what's with bringing up Noah here and um, connecting that to baptism? And uh, yeah, I kind of question that too. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, he says God waited patiently the day of Noah. In the days of Noah, during the building of the ark, in which a few, that is eight persons, were saved through water. And baptism, which is, which this prefigured, I don't know what prefigured means, now saves you, not as removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God as a, for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Um, what's your translation say for verse 21? It says the water symbolizes baptism that now saves you. Oh, okay. So yes. prefigured maybe means something like symbolizes. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. That actually helped me. That translation was more helpful than my translation for that. Um, but just this uh, image of Noah building an ark and then being able to float during the storm. Remember uh, in yesterday's passage, it's talking about like God bringing us through fire and water and all this stuff. And then bring us out in a spacious land. That's what Noah experiences. Right? He literally gets brought through the water. And and he comes out and he's got the whole earth, you know, that he's been charged with, uh, you know, tending back into God's goodness. Um, 
And I get the sense that Peter is saying that the same thing is true of, of those who believe, um, those who suffer for doing good, um, is that, that even though you're experiencing suffering, you are being led through water, through the waters of baptism. Through, um, so there's this interesting connection between the waters of baptism and suffering. Um, and I don't fully understand that. Um, no. <laughs> you know, um, so I, I guess I'm baptized into Christ's death. And as I'm baptized into Christ's death, I'm, I, I come back up and I'm, I'm into his resurrection too. So um, I, I've got to chew on that a little bit, but that's something that has been, that captured my attention was the imagery of the ark and the promise that, um, that as we experience suffering, those who are baptized, as we experience suffering, it's redeemed through Jesus' resurrection. And what good news that is to us. But I think I also, uh, I mean, again, COVID-19 stay-at-home orders remind me of Noah and his family shut in the ark as the storm passes and waiting to get out, just waiting and waiting to be released until um, they can be back onto the earth, which has been transformed. So um, there's, I think I'm, I was noticing that connection too. So we just need to float along. <laughs> <laughs> just hang out. Just We're on float. a cruise ship. Yeah. I guess that's yeah. especially true of uh, people who are stuck on cruise ships at the very beginning, you know, with the, with the yes. COVID-19 <laughs> spreading them, like just locked in the rooms. Um, we know, actually know a family who were, who, were kind of, who were stuck on a cruise ship. And uh, oh. man, that would just be a nightmare. Yeah, so, those rooms aren't very big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So just praying that God is actually doing something during this time. Um, I don't know what this all means or how it's all part of God's plan, but um, just praying that God um, uses this to uh, transform us, to transform our world, to um, bring revival and restoration and reconciliation. So there's that too. I, I, I think... It, at least in my life, God is showing me that you just don't take family, you, you don't take going to church, any of those mm -hmm. things for granted, because it can just be gone in a minute. Yeah. And that we just, I'm, I'm really taking the time to just reflect. Yeah. The different things that, you know, I thought were really important that aren't so much now, and, and wow, just never take your going to church for granted. I never thought in America that I would ever feel that way, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That we yeah, were free. And you get a renewed appreciation for the things that matter most. Yeah. And I think this passage would say that there's something about what we're all going through that's kind of like baptism. That's part of our baptism. That's, that's part of the resurrection that God wants to bring to the world. Something about what we're all experiencing right now is like baptism. And I want to dive into that a little more. Ha, dive in. Huh, that's funny. Water images. <laughs> but I want I want to explore that more. I want I, I want to know how how this is part of my baptism, you know, how being shut in home and um, prevented from meeting with a larger church is actually part of my baptism. So I'd like to know that. Um, the other little thing that I wanted to point out was. The, you know, be prepared. 
Uh, always be ready to make your defense to anyone who demands from you an accounting for the hoping that is in with, for the hope that is within you. Yeah. My translation um, says anyone who demands from you an accounting for the hope that is in you demands. Um, that is to say, like they really, really want to hear uh, why you act the way you do. Um, and I'll bet there's this is not the only passage that talks about witness or you know proclaiming the gospel but in this one it seems to be that people ought to see the way you live and be um, so curious about why you're living the way you live that they demand an answer from you you know and uh, that's a challenge for me i don't think anybody right now would demand an answer from me uh, for the hope that's in me and if they did i hope that i would be able to um give a defense for the hope that's in me. But um, I, and, and for us as a church, like, do we live in such a way that it demands response, that, that people would demand a response for why we have hope? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I guess that's just a challenge for me. Um, so for today, um, if you're listening to this, uh, which of course you are, if you're hearing me talk about this <laughs> for, for, for our <laughs> listeners. Um, first of all, just know that whatever um, this, whatever your crisis looks like in your life right now, whether it be coronavirus or whether it be other things that are going on in your life uh, with your job or with your kids or whatever it is, whatever suffering you experience, just know that this is part of your baptism. This is part of the redemption that God wants to do in you, that he's um, leading you through. And it's like Noah being in the ark and um, God is restoring you. So that's the first thing is know that. And, and then a question maybe is, how is God rescuing you? How is, how is God's um, mercy and grace coming to you in the midst of it? And then thirdly, are you living in such a way, are we living in such a way that, um, it, it demands a response um, that, that someone might see and go, why do you live the way you do? Why do you live with so much hope? So I think that's a good challenge for all of us. Anything you'd like to add, Jill? Um, yeah, about the living with hope. I had a talk with my cousin about a couple of weeks ago, and he's very political, and he, uh, he was very angry as why these evil people have such great lives and how do they prosper and these kind of things and hmm. doesn't have a real strong faith in God. And, and I just shared with him, I just said, you know, and he's like, why aren't you angry? And I said, because God, these people that are evil, that are prospering right now today, their life is but a minute. Hmm. Yeah. But my hope is in eternity. Yeah. Like, so that's that's one way you know that I was able to share my hope. Wow, I love that. Was just the fact that evil people may prosper, but their life is for a minute, and they better enjoy it because <laughs> we have eternity. I'd rather struggle now and have eternity with with Jesus and that abundance, yeah. you know, forever. Amen. Amen. What a great perspective to have today to know that the, 
the trials we face are but momentary sufferings. They're momentary. That's what Paul says, right? And you're almost quoting Psalms where say like the the wicked, they they scheme and they plot and they they seem to be, you know, proliferating. And yet their moments are but a day, you know, and we get to look forward to eternity with our Savior. So that's a great spot to end today. Thanks for that word, Jill, and that encouragement. So let's all live today with some hope, knowing that what God is bringing us into is, is eternity, eternal life with him. And we, that means that these momentary struggles are just, they're momentary. Yep. So thanks for that, Jill. All right, everybody, we will catch up with you tomorrow. And uh, tomorrow we're going to be reading John 14. I love John 14. Uh, we'll be in your earbuds then. See you then. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace.